Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, the garden gets a little bit smarter. A trading card game where the cards actually come to life and a vest that will make you feel the game. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast. And joining me is a man who's newly minted and in the 48-hour film world is considered the shit. <laughs> the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, Drew? Oh, I feel like it! No, I'm, I'm doing awesome. I, uh, I find out tomorrow night how our 48-hour film went, so I'll let you know. And, I, you know, it's good. It's good. I'm also on the cusp of a five-day like vacation with my wife and no kids. So, excellent Whoa! night. See? Luckiest man. Of the night on there, so I'm kind of jealous on there, especially considering it's getting hot in Utah, especially yeah, in my studio I'm right now. Going to Disneyland, I'm going to go see Jamie Cullum live in San Francisco. Uh, this is going to be good. Oh. Uh, I'm all envious. Right. All right, so if you guys have never seen the KitCast before, first of all, welcome to the show. What Drew and I do here is we scour the interwebs to find the latest, the greatest, and the coolest crowdfunding projects out there. Bring them back to you and let you know if it's worth a back, track, or sack. And sometimes they're easy to choose these projects, and sometimes it's like, wow, there's so many good ones. How many can we cover? Yeah, so. uh, I had a tough time tonight. And thank you all of you guys who actually sent in a vote for all of them. So we'll find out which ones actually made it. All right, Drew, before we kind of jump into that, how about we jump into some uh, news that's happened? And lots of news has happened. Lots of news. Lots of things are going on in the old... In the old world of the Kickstarter and uh, other other sides of crowdfunding. Yep. So first of all, um, last week, Kickstarter decided to, uh, you know, introduce new features. First of all, they're introducing a feature called Launch Now. And what it's launch, huge. Yeah, it's huge because one of the things that people have always complained about is that it takes so long to get through this process and um, they just sometimes they just want to go, and a lot of times they get delayed by up to a month on there. So now the launch now um, allows you to you know once it gets approved, you know the, making sure all the anything nothing prohibited is on your project, you can launch, um, or you can go the traditional route where you can submit your project to the community managers. So so is this kind of mean that they're not vetting anymore, or are they just they're I know they're framing it as. We're here to help if you need us, but we're not going to get in your way. Launch when you want to launch. But it also uh, sounds like they're not being as careful to like vet projects. I think they're still going to vet it, but they may have streamlined it okay. a little bit. Okay. And that kind of actually goes into the second news that they announced that day is that they're simplifying their rules. They've and I don't, I don't think they're that complex to begin yeah. with, but yeah. they have. Uh, they had like, you know, multiple quantities and whatnot tiers, on, yeah. Yeah, on there. But so they've simplified it down to three separate things on here. Um, and one of them is projects must create something to share with others. Okay. The second one is projects must be honest and clearly presented. Um, that's true. You know, they've had issues with that. So that makes sense. What was the Kobe jerky or something? That one was a wild one. Yeah. And the last one was projects must cannot French or uh, fundraise for charity, other financial incentives or involved prohibited items. Usually, you know, um, all the dark arts that, (laughs) Why would you be backing a project like that anyways? Um, so the funny thing is this is their abbreviated tools. And if you look on screen, I'll click to their uh, advanced rules. Like, yeah, the expanded version. Yeah, and it's, it's still it's like, still like a, Yeah, it's a paragraph 
for each role. <laughs> nice. So, nice. So they Well, I think that's great. I think it's wonderful that they've they're giving you're kind of getting out of the way and let people launch because I have uh, a consultant on a couple of projects where people are like really eager and they've got everything that they want or they're waiting on some you know something, but they still have to like calculate for what what kind of time do we need, you know, to get approved before we can go. Um, when we did our twin tags, remember we did that last October, November, I think, November? We we had like an, an inside man inside Kickstarter that was able to look at and approve our project so much faster because we had somebody there. But that's uh, you know now we wouldn't even need that. You could just hit launch now and do your project if you felt good about it. And did I read? Now correct me if I'm wrong. Did I read something on the launch now that if you've had a project, if you've run a project before, that you were more likely to to get the option for a launch now? It wasn't going to be like everyone can launch now. That it was going to be a, a, a uh no no it's it's up so what what so what they said is they're launching in stages so about 60 60 percent of the projects right now have it and it's probably for those people who've had previous projects on there yeah and then the the rest of the newbies are will get rolled in in the next few weeks okay so that that makes sense and i think that's smart because that actually keeps the quality of projects up there like my one of my biggest issues with indiegogo is since they don't really vet it, you can launch it after pretty much once you submit it. On there is some of the projects of low, their it's lower quality, and you notice that reflected on the show. We tend to lean more towards Kickstarter projects because they tend to be better put together, better explained yep. on there. So if you're a newbie, I still suggest you go talk to these community managers. They, have, you know, they said they have, you know, kind of offered their advice to over a hundred thousand creators. Well. So. You can also come talk to us. Yeah, talk to us. You know, we'll love you too. We'll give you all the attention you want, and you know, just throw a couple bucks our way. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. We'll give you the option to do that. Sure, sure. Support us. And then, so speaking of, this is again for another uh, for our our all the project creators is that Kickstarter. um, We talked about Indiegogo last episode. Kickstarter is like me too. Me too. They announced a curator handbook or creator handbook this is great though this is a fantastic again here's here's the proven effective methods here's what people have been doing that has worked and here's how you can do it too yeah and it's it's broken down in fairly easy steps you know from getting started to your rewards to your promotions fulfillment your story well that's something drew and i always mention to people is you have a good story Mm -hmm. um your fundings updates and even further reading for other things i wonder how hard it is for them to like put listen to the kick cast for more of that. I'd, I'd love that as you as you run your get ready to run your kickstarter campaign please tune into the kick cast for weekly bi-weekly updates nice yeah so that's another great resource we just gave you three resources for if you want to be a project creator you know indiegogo's handbook kickstarter's handbook and us yes you should we'll come tell, to us we'll, we'll tell you we'll, we'll tell you, you the 411 on there all right, and then last but not least, I could not um, go on without talking about this. And yes. plus, thank, thanks to your lovely wife for reminding us about this. <laughs> She's been talking, talking yeah, it. I mean, since it came out, she's been talking about it. So yeah. this is definitely, we'd be remiss if we did not discuss yeah. this one. So uh, I'll kind of keep give people a background. Um, as I was a child, I watched a lot of television, and a lot of it was on PBS. Um Healthy, it's good. So yeah, the two things that I would like to watch was Star Trek and shows on PBS. So you can guarantee one of my favorite shows on PBS was Reading Rainbow with LeVar Burton um, or Jordy in Star Trek The Next Generation right, right. on there. And he has decided to bring Reading Rainbow to the crowd. I didn't even know that it was still airing in 2009, but he stopped in 2009 
And then a couple of years later, he actually came out with a an amazing iPhone iPad app. It's, it is good. It's really good. In fact, that was the first thing I did when I watched the Kickstarter video and saw that it was funding so quickly. I went and got the app, and we've used it almost every every day since. Yeah. And so when he brought this, this took Kickstarter by storm. He had a million-dollar goal, did it in less than 24 hours, and then doubled it in less than 48 hours. Yes. Like I remember was, we, we tuned in because I told my wife about it. Uh, right before dinner, and looked at it, and it was—I think it was thirty-six thousand dollars off. So he was at like nine hundred seventy thousand or something. And we ate our dinner, and then I was like, "Let's look at it and see, you know, what, what the levels are." Because of course, she's she's real big into the Reading Rainbow and good apps for kids. And so we looked at it, and it crossed over the hundred, you know, the million. And we were like, "Oh, wow, that went fast!" And then the next day, wham. Yeah. And, and his whole goal is to bring this show t- as a web series now and make yeah. it available to almost everybody. I mean. Part of the money where it's going is not even going to the production of the show. It's to give free subscriptions to classrooms of kids which, and inspire them to read. Which is fantastic because there's so many um, school districts out there that, that I know of locally and around that are trying to get tech into the classrooms. They're trying to make their kids tech savvy or at least trying to keep up with, like, how do we better educate our kids using the things we now have? And so iPads, you know, uh, big computer labs, things like that. Uh, you know, even at kindergarten, first grade level. So to be able to give an entire class access to an app like this, where the teacher has resources on top of what you know the family gets, uh, what a great like library in your pocket. Yes, and this he has one of the greatest Kickstarter videos ever too. You guys should <laughs> yes. check it out. Yes, and you will understand why I loved it so much. And I honestly wish I had ten thousand dollars so I could go have dinner with him and Brent Spider. And I, this is a hard one. This is one of those those I looked at all the tears, sat down on stage, and we were like, uh, well, do we? You know, how where do we want to go? And I think we're going to back a at least a six month subscription, if not a year subscription. Oh, you, you weren't going for that ten thousand dollars one. So I, like, I, you know how you live vicariously through me. I'm trying to live vicariously through you. I can't do ten thousand, <laughs> but I did consider adopting a classroom, which is like four or five hundred. So I did consider. You know, getting it for my my kids' like second grade class, so, <laughs> just so, to be the cool dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> congratulations to Lavar and team. You guys rock and keep doing it because yeah. I'm. You know, you played a huge influence in my life growing up and learning to read. So I want you to keep doing that forever and ever and ever because that's don't amazing. take my word for it. <laughs> All right, Drew. So that wasn't actually a project that we wanted to cover. So let's just jump into our projects right now. Okay, and, one, two, and three. Yep. Our first one comes from a friend of the show and a friend in real life, one Randall Bennett, Randall B. Genius. Sweet Randall B. Yes, genius. He sent me this tweet, and um, I've, I've asked you this before, right, Drew? You Do you have a pretty decent green thumb? I, yeah, I've got a fantastic herb garden. Well, I, me. My wife is a green thumb. She's got a great herb garden. This year, we, we did an entire um, vegetable garden. Last year, it just fell apart because our soil is bad. But we, but yes, yeah. we're, we do well. So I have a solution for you because you're a little bit more advanced than me. I just know put seed in the ground, put water, and hopefully something grows on there. And so it's hit or miss for me. So our first project is actually Eden. And oh. it is actually bringing... The word smart, I know people are going to hate this, but it's garden making Eden. making your garden smart on there. Um, Which is fantastic. Yeah, and what what it is, is in an envir- it's an environmental monitoring system, essentially. So there's two parts to it on there. There's the sensor, and then there's a water valve. So the sensor kind of gathers all your um, information. So it gathers your ambient temperature, the humidity, light intensity, soil um electrical conductivity and the conductivity actually will give you the acidity of the soil which is great mm-hmm. 
Um, it's Wi-Fi enabled, powered by solar, and it lasts 2.5 years on the battery charge on there. Um, and it, and one sensor is good for 250 square feet, which is pretty much good for a garden. That's, yeah, and, yeah. On there. Um, and then so that that's the sensor. And the other piece is this water valve right here, which you hook up to your irrigation or your drip line or whatever you have on there and it actually controls your sprinklers and will and it takes the sensor data from the um, sensor on there and it will know how to control it in addition since it's running on wi-fi it pings to your phone on there checks for the weather and other conditions like that too so if it's raining uh, it knows yeah. not to water as much uh-huh. on there and it you know it takes all these all these sensors all the information you get from the sensor put together and m- makes a decision and what's even cooler is this app right here once it gets all this information, it will tell you, oh, you can, you know, this soil is good for planting tomatoes, it's for, good for planting herbs and stuff. So it actually helps you plan what you can do. Because you ask me, I know nothing about when's the right season to plant your tulips or whatnot. I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't know that. All of that's like, whoo, I know how to look at people and that's it. Growing plants, a little, little beyond my understanding on there. Um, and the app gets smarter the longer you use it because it uses machine learning to kind of figure things out on there. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, and they've made it com- um, compatible for almost anything out there. Um, so the water valve works with, you know, a hose or any of the drip Which, irrigation and stuff, and you only right. need your household water pressure, so you don't need a f- special pump or anything for that either. So that's nice. This is um, fantastic. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. What do you kind of think about this, Drew? Uh, this is a definite track, uh, definite back for me. I think that the when it comes out retail, it looks like it's going to be around 120 bucks, or maybe I mean, it's going to be looks like it's going to be up there right now. You can you can back at the 99 dollar level and still and still get one of these garden sensors. I love I love the idea. I love being able to keep tabs on soil and other things, and that's something that's really hard to do right now. And I love how good it looks too. Yeah, this it, this kind of follows the line of Nest, and you know mm-hmm. that, that where it's not only functional, it actually looks good, and you won't be ashamed to have that in your garden on there. So, it's it's a back for me too, just because I know nothing about gardening, and this actually may help me out grow. <laughs> you, you know, I could probably grow something other than weeds. You could do it. Yeah. All right, so we'll go on to our next project right here, and Drew, we just barely finished our E three gaming. Yes, coverage which, yesterday of the Sony press conference. E3 just barely technically kicked off today yep. on there. So we've kind of had gaming on the mind. Um, lots of gaming and lots of beautiful visuals and, and very much, uh, you know, button mashing fun. Yeah. And so one of the things that I grew up loving was I loved, loved, loved playing Yu-Gi-Oh! The training card game. I loved watching the anime because I thought it was so cool that you could put a card down and a hologram of... The, the monster shows up on the field and they, they kind of fight each other and stuff. And I've been looking for something. We, you know, we've had kind of sort of faux things like that. You know, you can, right. you can do augmented reality where there's like a code or something and it just pops up, but it really doesn't fight or anything um, or do the card game aspect of it on right. there. So there's this team and they've, they've come out with this thing called Drakers and it's an augmented reality trading card game. You heard me right. They're, Bring in that concept from Yu-Gi-Oh that I've long looked for and brought it to life on there. Um, all you need is the cards and a webcam and the app will do everything else for you on there. And the minimum, and you know, the minimum requirements for this game is, you know, pretty, it's not that high end right there. I mean, 
a core duo, two gigs of RAM, one gig of free space, um, free disk space, a 3D graphics card with 512 megabytes on there. The webcam requirements aren't even that high. It's only 640 by 480. Most oh well, yeah, which yeah. is anything it's, almost. Uh, yeah, it's nothing on there. And then it will support all the way down to Windows XP because they'll support XP even even though Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft won't. <laughs> on there um and it's great so you 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 can play online with people you know you throw you throw down the cards you'll see your table and then once you put the card down the monster will pop up the game itself will keep track of your score and everything so you don't have to worry about that you can all you can focus on the combat and your strategy and what you want to do with it so you control them in combat um yes Uh, it's it's not like they just do the math and be like oh this one trumps that one um, they so I they they all have different like attacks and whatnot, and you can play other cards to augment them. So it doesn't. Okay. I'm pretty sure it doesn't do it automatically on there. Um, and it so you can also so you can play with people over the internet via multiplayer, or they have a single player story mode, so you can play against the computer if you if you're yeah. the type of person who doesn't want to. You don't talk that. to people. Yeah, so. I don't talk to people. I talk to you guys. <laughs> that counts as my data, as my weekly interaction. So I love I love this kind of stuff. I really enjoy the Skylanders and the Infinity and the idea that you put you put the actual physical thing there and then it comes into the game. And this is almost the reverse where you just it shows up on the card and it's in front. Of the oh crap! Drew, did you just die on me? I'm here. Hello. Okay, there you go. Sorry. So you just... I love it. I think I think I enjoy. I would enjoy seeing this. And and I've seen something like this with the PSI early on. Uh, but again, like you were saying, it's kind of for demo purposes. It was like, yeah. neat, I can, I look <laughs> they, they actually mentioned that some somewhere. Um, it was like, there may have been, they, they, they say that there may have been a PlayStation Eye game that was sort of like this, but this is entirely different. It's on a whole new level. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Um, and what what's nice about this is, oh, it, it's right here. Um, <laughs> even if you think you've played a game similar in nature to um drakers on the ps3 do not be fooled we are the first of its kind um and and they've planned for both too because it's combining the online trading card games like hearthstone and um infinity wars that people have been playing Uh and the offline ones you know your magic gatherings your Yu-Gi-Oh's, your pokemon putting to be you get the best of both worlds because you don't need the pc to play offline so if you add a physical friends which is a foreign concept to me meeting in the flesh space you could just right. play there on, on the table. It's, it's really weird to me, but okay. Whatever floats your boat on, on there. Um, so I, I love it. I love the mythos that they've kind of developed in this world. The art looks Art's beautiful. Good. on this. Art's really good. Beautiful on there. And they're not pricing it um, out of the range of any other trading card games. They're no. comparable to what you're going to get with any of all the other ones. Like 40, 40 cards for 25 bucks to get started, plus uh, customization for your particular one, in-game title of Craftsman Founder. I mean, there's some... Yes, this is this is appealing. Yeah, and they had... I, I forgot the number, but it was like 190-some different cards already planned out on this. And they'll, they'll have booster packs, you know, two for 10 bucks for booster packs. That's about what you're going to pay anyways, anywhere else. Right, so I, I was... Early as we started talking about this, I thought, well, how long is it going to take for this to get through the Kickstarter, get fun, and get into production, and then out to stores so I can go pick it up at my Target or Walmart, you know, like trading card collections or even gaming stores. And I thought, ah, it's just gonna, it'll just take too long. We won't see this for 18 months or more. But then I, I realized that once they're produced and, they, and they've got the production going, cards and other things, you could purchase probably directly from them quicker. Yeah. Like you don't have to wait for them to do the distribution. I mean, just yeah. order it online. They're, they're aiming for September. And if I remember right... If you don't have the physical cards, they'll have a free-to-play version that you can still pl- that you can enjoy. play for free. 
So nice. like that's nice. that's great. Um, I love this, and I hope if anything, they get the the sad part about this is the projects they have seven days to go, and they're only about halfway through the goal. I really want to see this happen because if anything, if you know Drakers doesn't work, they'll still have the technology behind this right. that they could license good. out to the bigger names and be able to do this and. Did- do they say what their thirty what the thirty grand is for? Like what they're hoping to do um, with it? I think they're to finish to actually print the cards. <laughs> reach the last of our art engineering requirements. We have a clear number of stretch goals with your support in mind. This amount only has to reach the last of our art and engineering requirements. I mean, it looks like they've got a team. It looks yeah. like there are enough people working on this that it's Kickstarter fail or not. There's they're going to push forward. They're going to push for it, but. You know, this, this is going to get it for this year instead of two years later on. Mm-hmm. On there, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm excited for it. Um, it's a back for me. What about you, Drew? Yeah, it's a back for me. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm on board. Yeah. So that was the Drakers, your augmented reality trading card game. All right. So our last project of the night is My again is, is again gaming related because we still have E3 on the mind. <laughs> I have, it, is, it is, but it isn't. I mean, I think this one could also, this could cross some, some barriers. Yeah. So, so... One thing with the Oculus and all on all the uh, um, uh, augmented or the VR systems is it's mostly headsets, right? View it's all and, visual. Yeah, you, yeah. So you're only having your visual acuity on there. You're not really getting any haptic feedback other than pressing the buttons on the controller. So our next project is called the Core FX, and this thing is yeah, beautiful. It is trying to take it to the next level by giving you more um, haptic response on there. So. What it is, it's a vest that actually takes the audio from your game and um, it ta- it ch- changes it into pinpointed high-definition tactile feedback. So it's, is, so it's not just rumbling the entire vest. It is right. rumbling specific parts of the de- test. So it actually doesn't use a rumble pack. Um, it it's use, it's it, audio. Yeah, it uses audio and it relies on your body cavity as your echo chamber on there, which is kind of cool if you think about it. But if you also if you think about that, it, it's brilliant that it's not a rumble pack because rumble packs you've you've I mean that's got to be in the uh, in the game software the developers have to you know, re- redesign games to connect with something like this by using the audio they're able to pinpoint just certain you know just like with your your amp in your car that sets you know what level your subwoofer kicks in at you can set that on the vest and say. I want you know something as loud as my footsteps to rumble a little bit here, or I want something that has to be you know over this threshold and in this range to, to rumble. And so, the guys that were sampling this were talking about how they could feel the recoil of the gun, and every time they pulled the trigger, they they felt a little bit of a bam bam. And then when they got hit or something flew by them, they still you know they were able to feel it. So for me, it's brilliant that they're using that audio s- signal to. Um, to connect with because I think that makes it pretty ubiquitous. Uh, and the haptic, the idea of haptic, I think is huge, especially with the VR world because that's the missing piece. If you want to get immersed in a world, let stuff touch you. Yeah. And I, I love this too because I was worried when I saw this, like, oh man, this is only going to be for PC gamers. But since they're using that audio port, anything that has a headphone jack, right? Yep. Anything, you know, so we'll be able to load it on your consoles, we'll be able to load it on a tablet. Um, and, and I love it so. It, but it's but it's wireless, right? Yeah, yeah. There's so there's two parts to it. So you're not going to have a wire hooked up to your vest. It comes with a wireless transmitter dongle. Have you noticed the word dongle is now accepted? Is I was going to say I love to, I love to say it just because yeah. it's still weird on there. And then it has the vest. You do a one time pairing on it. So when you pull out of the box, you pair it one time, and after that you just turn on the vest, and you're good to go. It runs on four AA batteries, 
um, for the vest. The transmitter can run off USB or two AA batteries on there, and you get 30 to 40 hours estimated runtime on four AA batteries for this thing. That is sick. I, like, I was worried that I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to remember to charge it and stuff. But the double A's, you can get those anywhere. I have a gazillion of them running around, and I have rechargeables everywhere. So right, exactly. I can just cycle them through on there. And I was absolutely, I mean, it's amazing. Like, there's so much good in this. Uh, and I don't know if this is a prototype. They obviously demoed it at South by Southwest. Um, it just, it looks like they're far, they're far enough along again. This is one of those things that, that we're going to see eventually. And I think this Kickstarter is going to keep it going at a good you know clip yeah, fast and, enough for us and, and, looks sexy yeah it looks cool because they started off with these plastic tabs that that you're gonna wear around and that looks uncomfortable so i'm glad they switched to this vest type thing and i i should put the disclaimer it fits most body types but not all body types if you're living in your mom's basement it may not fit you if you <laughs> exercise regularly <laughs> On, on there um and yeah i i love how you they it comes with presets on how much rumble you you have on there or response you have but you can fine tune it too so if you mm-hmm. only want a little bit you know you only want to feel your gunshots and but you don't want to feel the trucks or when you're walking on there that, i thought that was cool when somebody said like yeah when i was walking i could feel like i was walking <sighs> on there so like that so cool the, you know first time i saw this I'm like oh, this looks a little goofy but when i read into it i'm like holy crap this is what we need to t- kind of take VR to the next level to take yeah. aiming to the next level. Yes, I mean because you know all these people who have kind of those loud sound systems that try to get them immersed on that, but yep, you you this have a family. Good. You can't be cranking up to eleven all the time. Next time you want to play a shooter, this would do it though. This would totally. This is this is the way to do it. I was just looking at those early form factors that they had, and they've got a couple that look like the unsexiest man bra. Like it looks <laughs> like a man's ear. That's like. Just the way that it was, yeah. This what they're at now is 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 a winner. This is gonna go. It looks like a um, tac- tactical vest or something that you'd buy at the store. The other thing that I really loved about the Core FX is that they backers anyway. They have a tier for one thirty five, one hundred thirty five mm-hmm. bucks, and and that's like any other peripheral that you're gonna buy. Yeah, that's that was crazy. That. I was like, I've spent that much on keyboards. Right, right. Well, <laughs> you're special, my friend. <laughs> Yes, uh, I, that's yeah. I think I might get one of these. Uh, and I mean, they've, they've got uh, almost two hundred backers at that level, and then um, and then it goes up, and there's there's a couple at the hundred fifty level. But wow, just yeah. wow! I I this is this is where it's got to go, especially and and it's not just gaming, but I think that you may eventually, and we're talking you know a little sci-fi, but five ten years we'll have possibly haptic gloves and a, and a fuller haptic a true uh, power glove. Pro- yeah, well, kind of, right? But something that we can get more feedback in that VR world, especially as Oculus is now kind of getting fast-tracked thanks to $2 billion. Um, that and other things, I think I think you're going to see a lot more haptic coming out in, in order to ex- experiment with that immersive world and how you can get deeper into something, whether it's a game or even a movie um, or other types of entertainment or you know just real life. Imagine being able to give somebody a hug. I know they kind of started to do that kind of thing, but just that kind of feedback physical feedback is is next that's the next step yeah and I, like i'm really curious how this responds to music you know i, I could wear oh, just it. normal music yeah and then i could like feel skrillex like resonating through my body <laughs> dubstep would be like this heart arrhythmia <laughs> <laughs> on there yeah i'm i think i might back this and then if i get it i'll hook it up to my headphone port 
So Drew, you'll be able to control the the haptic feedback. <laughs> so <laughs> as we're recording the show, so you guys will just hear me, see me shake. I'll just be send, I'll sending all sorts of audio for you. <laughs> that is fantastic. I I really would love to try this. I mean, I, I I'm curious as to see where 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 they're going to be showing it off at, and I would love to put myself in one of those just to feel yeah. that I love it. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, I want to try one. And yeah, I'm. I think I might back this, dude. And then we can have little big cast live streams where people are yes. playing it. Climb in. It's game time. <laughs> On there. So that was the core FX. So is that a back for you? That was a back for me. Yeah. Yep. Holy crap. It's a sweep, dude. Triple like, backs? Yeah, triple backs tonight. So we'll get, there's some good stuff. And I think even in our in our KitCast cuts down at the bottom of our show notes, there's, there's a lot of still good projects that we didn't yeah. talk about. There, there's a lot of them, so... Maybe. It's a good week to spend your money. Get out there. Yep. Support them. Yes, summer. What else are you going to spend your money on? <laughs> <laughs> and Father Day is coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. That's right. All right, Drew. The sad thing, though, is that it's the end of the episode. That's all our projects. I don't, I never know where the time goes, dude. Seriously. I'm like, we're oh, fast. Yeah. Holy crap. It's already been another half hour. Oh, man. I won't be able to talk to Drew for another like two <laughs> it's gonna weeks. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. Sad. Because I'm going on, I'm going on a trip. Yay. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'll live vicariously through all your Instagram pictures. Yes, yes. You'll, you'll watch and I'll, and I'll find all my good times. Because without kids, I, I just, I, it's been like seven years since I've been kidless for this long. So I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. So if you want to follow Drew and his adventures on there, follow him on Twitter at night20. You can follow yes. me at KT Data, where I'll be like, man, I wish it was Drew. <laughs> that will <laughs> be the, like, the exchange every time. I'll be like, look what I'm doing. Man, I wish it was true. <laughs> yeah, that's what. It, yes, follow me. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good a good five days or so. I'm yeah, excited about that. If you really don't care and just want to know when the show goes live at Kitcast on there, we'll put there and we'll show you when all that good stuff. If you have projects or anything and you want to let us know, Twitter works, or you can send us an email Kitcast at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kitcast, or on Google Plus. Yes, I still check Google Plus plus the kitcast.net get to that um still alive and well yes tell your friends if you enjoy crowdfunding and if you find projects that you like spread the word uh it's it's getting i mean it used to be kind of a year or two years ago it'd be like so there's this thing where you can give people money and if they get enough they actually take your money so tell your friends and tell them because it's a little bit more uh acceptable now to be like yeah pitch in with me let's support this yeah so and you know i'll give you guys homework tell tell your friends about the show if you like the show Go tell just one person about it and see if they'll take a listen to us. Yes, yes like, please. I, I'll, I will give you a hug if you if you do that. I will give you a hug if we ever meet in the meet space. And you know, I'll, I keep my word. So just be, you know, he does. He really does on there. Um, so our next episode is actually in two weeks that I didn't write it in, and that should be uh, June today plus fourteen, twenty fourth, June twenty fourth. June 24th will be our next episode, and please come watch live. We had uh, Sparky and Aperture in the chat room talking about Oh, I didn't even look at the chat room today. I'm so busy. Um, You can find that at live.kickcast.net. It's always always great right there. Um, And if any of these projects were like, oh, wait, where do I find the core FX and stuff? Just head on over to kickcast.net. Look for episode 43 of the KickCast in the show notes. Links to all the projects there, so you don't have to worry about it. It's all good there. Um... Other than that, am I missing anything? Oh, make sure you check our recorded E3 coverage of yep. the Sony PS3 conference. I had a blast with the Libbycast crew on there. 
You look good. I mean, it was a great shot. You, you get to see all of our lovely faces all the time yeah. while watching the the Sony presser. Uh, it was it was a good setup. I I geeked out on the on our back end. Yeah, and there was a great um, back and forth between me and Jeff about Sony's uh, media section <laughs> the presentation. Yeah, he st- he still thinks that was like the crappiest part of it, and I was like, come on, it totally makes sense. I'll admit it was the slowest part, but sure. But playing it was, Devil's it was, Advocate is always fun. It was okay. It was okay. So, yeah, make sure you guys check all that. You'll find all of that at ktdata.net. And we will see all of you guys in two weeks. Good night. Bye.